All right. The Bobby Bones Post Show Pre Show. What's everybody doing this weekend? Amy? I'm just hanging out. I guess we'll probably play with the kids outside. Do they want to swim in the pool every day since you have a new swimming pool? Not every day, but I would say every other day. So Shira, sometimes it's because she has braids in, and which is great, but it's still a pain to wash, and they take forever to dry her extensions. So she's more worried about that. And then Stevenson will piggyback off of her, you know? Oh, so Shira doesn't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But probably swim. Yeah, for sure. And grill out. Just be at home. We're trying to hunker down again just so that we're protective as the kids start to go back to school in like a week and a half. Yeah. So we'll see. What about you? I got to record this video for the Andy Roddick roast, which I'll do today after the show. By the way, there's a new episode of the Bobby cast up today and the guests are, Mike, who's our guest? Okay. We, we do another round of musician, beat the musician and music trivia with Adam Hambrick. Um, we talk about the big music songs records that are coming out this week. We're also talking about artists whose biggest hit was a cover song. And a lot of that, you know, Adam stuck around and we did this, and he was like, I didn't even know that was a cover song. So uh, check out the Bobbycast. If you finish this and you want another podcast, mostly music-related, check out the Bobbycast. Uh, speaking of just that, did I answer your question? Yeah. Doing the roast. Then just... Yeah. And we're, gonna, we're closing okay. on this little cabin on Monday in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't have to be there anymore, which is great. So just sit at home, virtually close. and. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Not sure how that would have happened if it wasn't virtual because I couldn't have been there anyway. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, nothing. Hang out. Uh, let's do Flashback Friday real quick. Flashback Friday. 2000 was the year Cowboy Take Me Away from at that time the Dixie Chicks was the biggest country song. It's the chicks now, but they were the Dixie Chicks then. The biggest pop song was It's Gonna Be Me from NSYNC. And the biggest thing in pop culture on this day in 2000, Brad Pitt married Jennifer Aniston. They married atop a bluff in Malibu overlooking the Pacific Ocean in a wedding that cost a million dollars. They were married for five years, so 200000 bucks a year, for breaking it down. They would have celebrated their 20th wedding anniversary if they were still married, but alas, they're not. Their divorce was finalized October of 2005. Angelina Jolie gave birth to Brad's daughter Shiloh in May of 2006. Read into that what you will. Okay. You read anything? Yeah. Did you ever like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the Brad Pitt? I did. Me too. Mm-hmm. thought that was good. That was a good movie. Mike D. has a movie podcast called Mike D.'s Magic Mike. Wait. Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so he's talking about Tom Hanks movies, the best and the worst. Is that, is that what it is? Yeah, I asked a bunch of people on Twitter what they thought the best and worst were. The best Tom Hanks movie is Forrest Gump. I would agree, I guess. He's got so many good ones. Though. Yeah. I think overall, though, I'd have to lean into Forrest Gump. Did that win? That got number one, top three, yeah. What would number two be in your mind? Big? Or is that too old? No, no, there's no rule. No, in your mind. Yeah, big. You go big? Yeah, I go big. Big is in the top three for me. Number two came in Saving Private Ryan. Oh, that's also good. No, not one of my top five. What else? And then number three was A League of Their Own. That was good. Oh, that's good. What about Turner and Hooch? Old, but yeah. (laughs) Oh, these are still Tom Hanks (laughs) movies that I like. What about, what's that other one? Oh, um. I can't think of any Tom Hanks Like a love story one. Sleepless in Seattle. Yes. We did two of them. Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, and AOL. You got mail. You got mail, yeah. 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 
What was the worst? The worst one was Castaway. Well, I yeah, like Castaway. He doesn't talk the whole time. I mean, to but the he acts, he acts the crap out of that movie. I know he's great, but I wouldn't put it in my top. I like Castaway. What else? And then uh, the Terminal. Never saw it. Yeah. And then uh, the Da Vinci Code. Really enjoyed it. Oh, should I watch that? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I enjoyed it. I read the because book. Because there's a series, right? There's like three. There's three of them, yeah. Yeah. There are. I don't yeah. think I ever saw the second or third, but I enjoyed it enough to enjoy it while I was watching it. Um, so, are you? Uh, what, what's up with that Tom Hanks movie on Apple Apple TV Plus? Yeah, Greyhound. You watched that? I watched it. I think the only good thing about it is it's under an hour and a half. So it wasn't good? No. Well, we thought about starting it because it's about World War II. Yep. Is that why you didn't like it, though? No. No, because those movies can be interesting. Especially, is it a true story? It's based on a novel based on a true story. Okay. So it's based loosely. What did you not like about it? Uh, nothing really happens. I mean, it's them on a boat, and oh, that's sp- about it. <laughs> well, speaking of him on a boat, what about I Am the Captain now? Where's oh, that? Oh, that's good. Uh, Captain Phillips? Yeah, did it make the list? Uh, not the top three. Wow. That's a pretty good one, though, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get to today's show. We spent a lot of time with Dan and Shay, so check it out. We're going to go have a good weekend. Everybody, thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the Bobbycast. Uh, Amy's got four things. Amy Brown and Lunchbox Ray and Eddie have the sore losers. Yeah! There you go. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you guys. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting across America. What's up, guys? Welcome to Friday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. You've been following the Ellen DeGeneres show and the drama there? No. What happened? Well, they're like, it's an unhealthy work environment. Oh, yes, yes. That part? Mm-hmm. So, a couple days... And day- I ch- I've chosen not to believe it, but what's happening? Well, a couple days ago, then the head company goes, we should probably investigate this, too. It started as a BuzzFeed article where they talked to a bunch of people that used to work there and a couple that still do. Then they have gone now to the next level where they're investigating the, comp- the, the the organization. Which, by the way, I've heard Ellen's not the most pleasurable person, but she doesn't have to be. You can be somebody on TV, and then you can just be a complete introvert off the air. I have no problem with that. You're performing. I would say when people meet me, they're like, he doesn't talk. Yeah, that's right. I tell you all my talky-talky-talky-talky. Then when I go home, I got nothing. I just sit in the corner and stare. <laughs> now, I don't know if she's mean or not. There are some of those stories, but I'm just saying it's okay to, as a performer... A lot of comedians are like that. You go out, funny, larger than life. You go back, you're like, oh, you become a comedian because you are so cut off from folks and, and able to connect. That's Regardless, I'm not yeah. sticking up for her. I'm just saying. I understand that. that. There's, uh-huh. But now that she's under fire because people are saying that no one gets to talk to Ellen. You don't approach her. You don't look at her. So? And I have to Steve be, Harvey have that? But I have to be the one to go, imagine if you opened the door and said, hey, everybody can talk to Ellen. All day long, you're going to have 40, 60, 90 people stopping her in the hallway all the time. You're going to have people going, hey, Ellen, can I get five minutes? I want to pitch this idea. So I don't know what's happening in this workplace. I feel like now everybody's jumping on Ellen because she's the easy person to pile on to. Again, don't know what's happening at the show. But I do see a lot of these headlines are now skewing toward finding reasons to write mean articles. The producer calls this this, uh, writer and says, Uh, No one is able to talk to Ellen. You don't talk to her. You don't approach her. You don't even look at her. She'll come in. She'll sit down. She'll talk to Richard, and then Ellen will leave. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you have a staff of 300 people, can you imagine all of them trying to find their perfect two minutes? Mm -hmm. She'd never get to walk down the hallway. When Steve Harvey sent out that email and was like, hey, guys, when I'm walking down the hallway, 
can we just chill for a minute? Because this is like the sacred time that I get. And everybody was bashing him. But I was like, can you imagine if you're Steve Harvey on a talk show or Family Feud and everybody that wanted to take 30 seconds with you tried to get 30 seconds with you? All those 30 seconds would be 20 minutes, which would be three hours. Anyway. Yeah, no, I get it. That's all. I have a rule here too, a corona rule. Nobody stops me in the hallway. But the other part is nobody's ever in the hallway, so it doesn't matter. I just say that out loud. Yeah. There's nobody down on our floor, which is pretty great. Mm-hmm, it's empty. And our hallway is like, mm. I'm spreading my arms out this wide. I feel like we're going into a cave sometimes. Or like a mine. Yeah. But we don't, you don't have that. You, I'm just clarifying, like you get introverted and you don't have much to say, but you're still nice to people here. Like you haven't had to implement that rule yet. Because nobody wants to talk to me. <laughs> That's why. I don't think anybody wants to talk to me. Yesterday you were leaving and I needed you and I yelled, but I was in your office with the door shut and I heard you leaving and I was like, wait, Bobby, wait. Did I come back? No. no. Rude. I don't go in my office that much anymore. My girlfriend says that this place is like Wuhan. She, oh, because everyone's Because everybody has corona. Because uh-huh. we have two people of our, our little circle. And uh, so she's like, how was Wuhan today? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, people are walking down that hall that had it. Because I'm like, well, the other guy that works here that has corona, he didn't. He never came in the studio. He just stayed around. But he was in the hall. But she was like, he's in the hall. And I'm like, well, I don't touch anything in the hall. I keep my hands, my arms at my side. And I walk right to the studio, right to my desk. And you hold your breath the whole way to your car. I'm not, I hold my breath the whole show. <laughs> You're not breathing right now. So, yeah, till we walk out of here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I just thought I'd stick up for Ellen a little bit. I don't know. If yeah, I mean, we don't know. If she's a nightmare, but I feel like they're being a little unfair. Just imagine if everybody of all three, 400, even 100, were able just to go and try to get time with Ellen. No way. She should have like two or three people she talks to mostly. And then other people, if she wants to call them in, she could talk to them. Yeah. I wonder what it's like for Oprah. What's the story there? She probably spends an hour with everybody. Probably. Give, solve, solves their life's problems. Gives them advice and wisdom on everything. Touches them. They feel better. Mm-hmm. It's like those old, when I was a kid, you'd have uh, on random channels at 3 o'clock in the morning, those guys, you'd have someone come up with a walker, and they the preacher would touch their head, and they'd fall down and get up, and they'd be healed. Yeah. That's not real. Wait, what? I bought, not I bought real. all those tapes. No. I mean, I don't think so. It's not real. Okay. <laughs> this is Mitchell from North Dakota. Hey, Bobby. Love the show. Been listening to the show since you guys moved to Nashville. And yesterday you mentioned Andy Roddick on the podcast. And I always wondered how your friendship came about. I'm a huge tennis fan. Anyway, hope you have a great day and shout out to the Sore Losers. First off, uh, I have a I have to record my roast for Andy today. He's doing a virtual roast for charity. And I made some jokes, and they're really mean. And they're funny one by one, but when you do like 10 of them in a row, you start to really feel bad. Yeah. But they're like, roast him! Yeah, I mean, that's the point. But I'm close with him, or I, it's like, how close do I get? I say you go all in. Like, this is for... But some of it, though... The mm, cause. No, I get it. But some of it, though, I, I don't feel comfortable unless I take shots at myself, too. And like, because again, uh, here's the quick story. Andy and I were both in Austin. We started hanging out a little bit. Then we started hanging out all the time. And I would travel with him to tennis tournaments. He would come on the show. Uh, we just really, really became great friends. So uh, I was going to read you one of them that I'm not going to use, but it probably cuts just a little too it. deep. No, it probably if you're cuts not going to use it, uh, okay. just do it. It's fine. Well, so when my, <laughs> I don't know if I did <laughs> It, so when my mom died, mm-hmm. he they, he flew to the funeral but couldn't land yeah, because there was too much fog there. Yeah. Because he flew his, you know, rich person plane. 
And so he couldn't land. He was like, dude, we're, we're above hot springs now. We can't land. The only place we can do is go to like um, a Lafayette, Louisiana, and then that would take three hours. So I'm not doing this one. So he tried to fly to my mom's funeral, but his private jet couldn't land because of the fog. Funny, I don't remember there being fog that day. I do remember Andy tweeting a photo of him and John Legend that day. I guess I just got out star ranked. Oh, did he really tweet? No. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Just, but I have like I have pages and pages of them. I have to decide today what I'm going to put inside the roast. Mm. He did have the lowest, one of the lowest rated SNLs of all time when he, he hosted. Did? Yeah, Ooh. I know. Oh, that's sad. Luckily, Ashley Simpson happened. It kind of saved his butt. <laughs> anyway, we'll see how that goes. But Andy and I have been friends for a long time. Uh, here is voicemail number two. Hi, Bobby. Good morning, studio. Um, this question is for Eddie. I know that you had coronavirus or have coronavirus. What was the first symptom or sign that you decided that you were like, okay, maybe I need to stay home. I would just love to know because I possibly have been exposed to it and am starting to not feel so well. All right, thanks, guys. Hey, what you got? I mean, it was definitely a different feeling than anything else I've ever had. I woke up, I remember waking up, my joints hurting, my bones hurting everywhere, and just major fatigue and a little bit of kind of chills as I was driving. I think the main thing that really sealed the deal was when I couldn't smell anything, and I was like, okay, I've got corona. Yeah, the nose thing was when we were like, uh-oh, because we didn't know if he had it. Then he broke the news he couldn't smell, and then and we're like, like yeah, he, that's it. it. He's got it. There's, yeah. What else do you have? You know? I think the first sign of him getting it to me was when he drove past the Welcome to Florida sign. <laughs> you felt it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> and went to Florida on vacation. <laughs> Um, Eddie is cutting out a little bit, but that's because he's doing the show from his bed right now because he's not able to come in because of coronavirus. Uh, here is voicemail number three. Hey there, morning studio. Um, I've recently started dating a vegetarian and I don't eat any vegetables. So I wonder if you have any recommendations for some starter vegetables for me. Uh, thanks. Love the show. You know what's oddly pretty good? The name of it is not. But it tastes pretty good if you don't really know what you're getting is tofu. Yeah. Like the name tofu does not sound like it's going to be good. It kind of sounds frou-frou. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why I think that. Tofu sounds frou-frou. So does tempeh and it's good. So I would say starter vegetables that you can get easily. Like I'm a broccoli and cauliflower guy. I think you can put enough on that to kind of hide that a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, tofu is good. You can find some Chinese soups some with tofu where it feels like it's meat. Some of those impossible burgers. Like the veggie burgers at certain restaurants are great. What do you? What would you recommend? Yeah, and the some of the burgers are really good because they use beets in them, and so when you cut into them, it kind of looks like it's bleeding. <laughs> so, what the? <laughs> so they do that, so it looks like meat. Okay, so you weirdo. And he's like, when you cut into something, you can hear the calf scream, but it's just because it's the sound of the butter knife going into the vegetable. What, no, what is wrong with I, no. bleeding? Stop. That's appealing to you? No, it's not appealing to me. I don't know. He might be a, a rare kind of guy or a, a medium rare, so he can still have a little bit of the pink, and it's it can deceive his eyeballs, and he'll think, mm, I'm getting my normal hamburger. 
All right, there you go. There are your starter vegetables. Uh, Here is voicemail number five. (laughs) I have an ethical question for you. I ordered an online order from a store, and it was being shipped to the wrong address, so I called and canceled. However, it's still being shipped to the address that is now being forwarded to my house. I have not been charged for the order at all. The pending charge did not go through, but it is still being delivered to my house. Do I keep it or do I send it back? I feel like Amy and Lunchbox will be able to tell me along with you, and I would love to know the answer. Uh. Did you understand what she was saying? Kind of. She bought something. It went to her old address, and she was like, oh, I'm going to cancel it. So she canceled it and get charged for it, but that old address forwarded it to her, so now she has it. Ew. What should she, I just, listen, just keep it. You got lucky. Chalk it up as something lucky, and then make make somebody else happy in a, in a way they didn't expect. Okay. Unless it's like a small business. I think yeah. then it's a little different. In some place. Oh, yeah. It depends on who it's from. Uh, I mean, I think it's easy to just return and that way it's not on your And then buy another one, though? That's the thing. About it. She probably needs it. Okay. It's probably you- a prescription. Well, whatever. I guess it just depends. There's so many parts of the story we don't know, but I say return it. I say keep it, but then do something for somebody else. Okay. Just because you're going to return it, it's, but they're probably going to throw it out anyway, yeah. depending on what it is. All right. There you have it. Thank you, guys. We appreciate all the voicemails. You can call us 877-77-BOBBY. Have at it. We cleared out the box for today. Thank you. Let me encourage you that if you're downloading podcasts, you're streaming them this weekend, check out my music podcast called The Bobby Cast. There's a new one up. We played another round of Can You Beat the Musician at Music Trivia with Adam Hambrick. Uh, we always talk about the big five releases this week, which include the Dan and Shay song, which they're going to be on just a little bit. But uh, check out the Bobbycast. It's a music podcast. There you go. Uh, let's go to Fun Fact Friday. Fun Fact Friday. We got five fun facts all the way counting down to number one. Here we go. Number five. So President Lyndon B. Johnson was so picky about room temperature. I pulled this fun fact because it made me think of you, Bobby, so listen carefully. He was constantly asking the Air Force One flight crew to change the temperature of the cabin. Eventually, they installed a fake dial for him to control the temperature, and he stopped complaining. But it didn't alter anything. He just thought he was controlling it. <laughs> I know when it's my temperature in this room. I walk in and sometimes I'm just mm. boiling sweat. I mean, hey, Lunchbox, do we need it's to install freezing a, we need in to here. install a fake temperature yes. thing so you can see us? The temperature's pressing probably sixty eight right now. <sighs> it's a great temperature for having to think quick on your feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number four. So speaking of presidents, uh, the presidents get free rent at the White House, but they pay for pretty much everything else, like groceries, housekeeping, parties, vacations, and toiletries. I bet you somebody else ends up getting that check, though. Like, they can't work out a deal with food for less? I have no idea. Little Randall's gift card here there to the president. I mean, because they don't get, based for their job, I mean, I get they get a lot free, but for being the leader of our country, they don't get paid that much. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Three. So Geico came up with its gecko mascot in 1999 when there was a Screen Actors Guild strike that kept them from using live actors. <laughs> That'll show them. Yeah, and here the gecko's still around. That thing was the 90s? I think it's been around that long? 1999. Dang, it's like the Energizer Bunny. That thing keeps going too. Get it? And going? And going? And going, nice. and going. Number two. So the mascots on kids' cereal boxes, like Tony the Tiger... 
they're drawn with their eyes looking slightly downward. And that's a trick to make sure that if the boxes are up on a shelf and there's little kids at the grocery store, when they're looking at the cereal, the mascot's making eye contact with the kids. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> Number one. And I was this many days old when I learned that Kokomo is not a real place. It's fictional. Thought this was a real place in the Caribbean that the Beach Boys sang about, but there's no island off the Florida Keys or in the Caribbean. Uh, the Beach Boys just wanted to sing about a place that represented all these things. And I guess in Indiana, there is a place called Kokomo, but it's nothing like this. I had no idea. Me neither. I always thought you could go to Kokomo. I never thought about it. I just Way assumed it was a place. Kokomo. I thought the Beach Boys, they went there. They have went to Kokomo. been a word, too, by the way. They're like, anytime it goes with the O, boys. Uh, how about Jumba Joe? How about Blumblingo? How about no, 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 Kokomo? No, no. I don't know if they they knew this, but in the middle of Indiana, so not in an island anywhere with the, all they sing about, there is a place called Kokomo, Indiana. No, I heard you say that, but I don't know if they, do you think they wrote that song after Kokomo, Indiana? <laughs> I think they liked the way it sounded Maybe. and then they came up with a fictional place for it. So next time you hear that song, it's, it's totally Fun fictional. fact your friend. Be like, there's not even a place. Yeah. Be like, a bitch can't find it on a map in 60 <laughs> seconds. And if you can, I'll give you five bucks. If you can't, you got to buy me a coffee. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find on a map. Yeah. That's what I would do. Fun. I mean. All right, wrap it up. Fun fact Friday. Bobby Bones. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Lots of new music out today. Dan and Shay dropped their new song, I Should Probably Go to Bed. So I should probably go to bed. I should probably turn off my phone I should quit while I'm ahead I should probably leave you alone Lauren Elena shared a new song from her upcoming EP. It's called Run. Run, living life like it's a highway And we're all stuck in town Like a preacher on a Sunday Always going over time Like the mud Walker Hayes and Nikita Carmen shared a collaboration. The song is called Then Some. I'll get over you and then some. They all in the song and I won't even think about thinking about you. Won't even be a double take in my review. I'll get over you and then some. Bodies gonna love me like you did. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Firefighters rescued six dogs from a house that was burning up in Washington, D.C., and thanks to their efforts, all the dogs survived. The D.C. fire and EMS was called to the blaze around noon. The temperature outside was hot, too. It was 100 degrees. The fire was in the basement of a two-story row house. Four residents got out, but they got there, and they were like, hey, uh, there are still dogs in there. So they're like, all right, we're going in. They saved five dogs. A firefighter discovered a six that they weren't even told about that was lying unconscious. And so they did the dog where they put the mask on it, revived the dog. All the dogs are safe. Oh, dogs in breathing masks are it's like the cutest thing. Did you see our buddy Bobo's dog? Mm -mm, What What happened to him? No, what happened? So he comes on the show. He's he's, um, not just a nurse, an esthetician. Anesthetist. It's a nurse. I think there's a difference in those things, too. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I think an esthetician is like popping zits or something. Right. He's in the test. Now well, I whatever it is, he has it. a job. Anesthetist. His dog all of a sudden couldn't move his back leg, so he had to go to surgery. And Which get a spine. one? The little puggy the pug. one or the. Yeah. Okay. Or the canine. That, that dog stuff, I watch a movie and if 100 humans die, I'm like, oh man, that's six. But if you heard a dog, oh, no. pause oh. it, pause it. Ugh. Um, great story. Shout out firefighters that are doing that. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Georgia. A man was sitting in his house when he heard something. He's like, man, that sounds like someone's on my roof. He checks the surveillance camera. And sure enough, a guy had used a ladder to get on his roof. He goes out there. What are you doing? Oh, I'm looking for my cat. Mm. They called police, and he was a peeping Tom that was wanted in the neighborhood. Ew. Oh. He's lucky the guy didn't go up there with a gun. Oh, if yeah. someone's on my roof and I think it's the person, he's going to get met with a gun. Mm-hmm. And it's not, hey, buddy, what are you doing? It's get off the roof now and lay there until the cops get here. Oh, I, guess like a- I mean, but he travels with a ladder. That was crazy. No, that's like, Good like peeping a- Toms always do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a Lifetime original movie. There's this one. Have you seen it? Where there's How the does pe- this turn into a... Yeah. <laughs> Listen, because there's a peeping Tom in a neighborhood, and he wears all black. No, but I can't. It's just like on one of the, they have a mysterious side. Like they've got the happy feel good Lifetime movies, and then they have like the more suspenseful side. And this is one of them. And I remember it clear as day, but they got him. I thought you were going to say they fell in love. The guy walks out, is like, why are you peeping? (laughs) He's like, and then all of a sudden music starts. I get that's the typical thing. Like he falls in love with the sweet coffee girl in town or whatever. No, no, yeah. This is totally different. There's suspenseful versions. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. We watched Yellowstone episode two last night. What'd you think? It's good. I mean, I'll watch it. I like it. You're not that into it. No, I'm into it. I'm not ready and dialed in, but I definitely sit down and enjoy it. The crazy thing about it is, and this is not a spoiler, but in the first episode, they kill off one of the main characters immediately. So weird. You get cast for a big show and then, all right, time to die. Don't say anything if it comes back to life like a zombie. Because I like zombies, you'd spoil it for me. Okay, I'm not saying anything. Are there any zombies in Yellowstone? I can't tell you. Because then I will be in. Okay. What does Caitlin think? She really likes it. She's the one like, can we watch another episode? And I'm like, you can watch it without me if you want. But That means you're not into it. Mm. You can watch it without me if you want. I know what that means. What is, <laughs> it means I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty into it, but if she's dying to watch an episode, okay. it's not going to be our, on our list of things that you we must can't watch. watch without. Like, Got it. We're not done with Unsolved Mysteries yet. If one of us watched that without the other one, it wouldn't be pretty. You like Unsolved Mysteries better than Yellowstone? Just different. Apples and oranges. Unsolved Mysteries are not connected to each other. They're just one-offs. Well, but you put it in the category of can't watch without each other. Just because we kind of got into that together. Okay. I'll watch Yellowstone. I saw episode three. It's only 47 minutes. Now we're talking. See, it's These, not- That first episode was an hour and 36 minutes. Are you out of your mind? I don't even like movies that long. I don't even remember that, but I probably was excited that it was that. It's probably so long, you don't remember anything. Honestly, I don't even remember who you're talking about that died, so I'm going to Google that. In episode one? I will remember once it's I go It's a whole back. part of the storyline. Okay, but I watched that two years ago. Well, get on track. <laughs> All the cool kids are on, on season one right now. Okay. But you love cowboys and you love drug cartels. Yeah. And I have a drug cartel story for okay. you. One of the most wanted drug cartel leaders in the world does believe in healthcare. Do you know El Mencho? Mm, no, can't say that I do. Did- he believes in healthcare so much that he has built his very own state-of-the-art hospital. El Mencho, real name, Nemesio Cervantes. Oh, if you would have used his real name, I know who you're talking about. You do? I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> he suffers from kidney failure. 
Oh. He built his own private hospital in order to avoid getting treatment at less secure places. The DEA is offering a $10 million reward for information leading to his arrest. Wow. Can she just go find his hospital? Dang. Obviously, it's not built upward like a big hospital building. It's probably in some... Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a this little facility he put together that can treat him. Like, people off the street can't go and say, hey, I have an emergency. I need to be in the hospital. I don't think so. Mm-mm. Officials say he's very secretive. He hardly ever shows himself. But again... $10 million is offered for his apprehension, and still nobody turns him in. He is the most wanted criminal in Mexico and one of the most wanted in the U.S. And that all just seems so close to me. I mean, I guess when other people have been missing or, you know, you couldn't find them, Bin Laden, like there's caves and all kinds. But I'm like, where do people hide out in America and Mexico? It all just seems so close to me. It seems like they'd be able to find him, especially with all the people that they have to work with. And if he has his own hospital and we know that. What do you think? There are people who knows where he is, but they're just not turning him over because they're involved. That's how. Yeah, and they don't want to get their head chopped off. Or they're getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's safe there. Like, that's what I've learned about these drug lords and these cars. They'll shoot. Like, you and I. We've been together forever. I mean, that they would kill you, like, as me, if I were the drug. Like, Weird it doesn't analogy, matter. but okay. No, I'm just saying that you think people, you think they're so close and there's nothing that could separate them. And then the minute there's a threat about anything or it doesn't matter, you're gone. Eddie said when he was in high school that some of the kids from, Eddie, right, the cartels or would be going to your school? Yeah, we knew a couple of kids where their dads were involved. I mean, it was something that we all knew. No one talked about it. But we all knew about it. Amy would have talked about it. She'd have been lining up interviews. I don't know if I would have because I wouldn't want to risk my family. True. That's why you don't have family. Then you can do all I'm the I'm scared to say stuff right now. No. Uh, okay. Eddie, anything you want to add to that story? Uh, yeah, I mean, that I've never heard of El Mencho, but... I mean, that it is crazy to me that these guys cannot be found. Mm-hmm. The most wanted, but with all these people around them, they're like, oh, I ain't saying nothing. But he will again, I think up. not being found is unfair. I think people probably know where they are, but they're surrounded by so many people that will protect them that it's, we can't go get them right now. But like, $10 million, Bones? Uh-uh. I know exactly where you are. Okay. I'll take them right to your house. <laughs> The government estimates that El Mincho's group has about $50 billion in total assets. He's focused on trafficking cocaine and methamphetamine. Eddie. Yes. How much, Eddie, to, t- to tip me off? $1,000? No, I would go with a 10 mil. Oh, okay. That's nice. <laughs> Amy thinks some people pronounce that nut almond, and I said there's nobody that pronounces it almond. Here you go. Here's a voicemail. Morning, studio. Just wanted to let you all know that if you live in the Central Valley of California and you know a farmer who grows trees with nuts on it, they are a almond farmer. The L is silent. So it's not even really almond. It's almond. So just thought I'd update you guys on that. Have a great day. You ain't convincing me that's real. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm I'm almond almond. Hey, almond farmer. You say potato, I say potato. I don't too. even say almond. I just You just thought fought for it. That, you thought that I, somebody said it in some part of the country. I did. I thought it was like pecan and pecan. I thought I thought putty dad. I did do a putty dad. Rude. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So there's this audio illusion thing from a few years ago that's making its way across TikTok right now and going viral, and people are freaking out. 
But do you remember the whole brainstorm green needle thing? Years ago. Yeah. Well, it's resurfacing, so thought we'd address it. So there's a man's voice, and he's either saying brainstorm or green needle. Here you go. Right, I hear brainstorm. I hear green needle. Right, which is why it's going <laughs> what? crazy. That's like, crazy. I hear, play it again, Raimundo. Right. Now, now, do it again. Now, think of the word brainstorm I while he did. says it. Did you hear brainstorm I then? I still heard green needle, but hold on. Let me try one more time. But when he's, okay. Because okay. I hear the, brainstorm, you hear green needle. And it's really the second thing because there's kind of like a noise and yeah. then a. And then he okay. goes, brainstorm. And then he goes, green needle. Right. So think of brainstorm <laughs> while he says it. And I'll think of green needle, the opposite. And see okay. if we can hear it. Go. Yes. Oh, I hear brainstorm. Yeah, yeah. I hear green needle. <laughs> okay. 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 Well, there you go. That's so you so actually weird. hear them both. But it's but some of us are our brains work to hear the other one first. There you go. Which is weird. So we're different, but we knew that. We knew our brains were different. <laughs> we go together like All right, what else? So they uh Jack Daniels has partnered with Eric Church to make a limited edition single barrel Tennessee whiskey. Eric Church's name is on the bottle, so if you're a big fan of either Jack Daniels or Eric Church, this might be cool to have. Or if somebody you know is, get them this really cool gift. It's at 94 proof, and they say it's that's the alcohol level. Which I, I think is strong. I just wish I drank for the only reason <laughs> yeah, that people send me so much alcohol. Mm-hmm. I just, if anybody has a promotional thing that comes to my house, and I got a little bar at the house, it's got all the fancy alcohol on it. For that reason alone, I wish I drank. Yeah. Because that looks pretty cool. I'm looking at the bottle right now. Eric Church, single barrel select Tennessee whiskey, 94 proof, yeah. 47% alcohol by volume. Don't know and, what any of that means. And it's got like a really cool eagle on it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see it? it looks is that cool. an eagle or is that like a chicken? Oh, it looks like an eagle. All right. Is that a chicken? No. And like, I think the eagle is holding lightning bolts to make it even cooler. Hmm. If I know you don't drink, but if you were to partner with any drink company, it doesn't have to be alcohol. Or if you could have Bobby Bones on a drink with an animal, what would you choose? A drink, huh? Like a sparkling water? Probably. Yeah. And then I probably have either a Razorback. Holding watermelon. Arkansas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holding like I like red, any kind of red flavor. I just like red everything. All yeah. things red. Is there any update on your shoe thing that you might be doing? No, there's no update, but I'm a little concerned. Cause Why? Because if we launch a limited edition shoe, like a thousand pair of shoes, if nobody buys them, I'm gonna look so foolish. Because this well, shoe company has come to me and said, Hey, we'd love to, to do this. We'll make any money, we'll donate it. You know what I saw this guy did the other day that put out a book? He bought 400 copies himself, <laughs> and so he got in trouble. He got kicked off the list. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Just buy them all myself? <laughs> then I get banned <laughs> I from the shoe stop. industry? I don't know. I was just yeah. giving you a little the, idea. There's no update except my anxiety is going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, and speaking of more updates, uh, I have a couple from previous stories in the pile. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, remember he offered $5,000 to anybody that stole this woman's teddy bear that had a voice recording from her mother that had passed away. The teddy bear's been returned. I saw. Awesome, huh? What? Yeah, so that's super cool. And then we've talked about Dr. Dre getting a divorce at some point on the show, and we were very curious if he had a prenup because Dre's estimated worth is $800 million, and now we know there is a prenup. 800 million. 
He sold beats, made all that money, more so than his music career. The headphones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They married in 1996. Oh, yeah. She, so she's she been with get, him, and they have three kids, and yeah. Yeah, she should get paid for sure. Paid. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So I just want to take a second to highlight a really cool group that I'd never heard of. It's called Sneakers for Soldiers. Made me think of you, Bobby, because you love sneakers. But it's a nonprofit that sends sneakers to U.S. soldiers serving overseas and also those serving during the pandemic. And they've been getting more and more donations. And so it's super cool. They were able to just ship 300 pairs of shoes. um, And that's a monthly thing. Wow. They're up to 300 shoes a month, and they send them to Afghanistan, Syria, Iraq. And one master sergeant here, Master Sergeant David, they can't use his last name for safety, but he said that anytime those boxes arrive, it's like Christmas yeah, for all the soldiers. I love getting shoes, are always a great gift if you can get somebody's yeah. shoes. And they don't, they do like research on the soldiers they're sending them to. They don't just like get the donations and then throw them in a box and send them to the people. They really take into account their size and what they do and what they would like. I've been in conversations with a shoe company about designing a shoe and putting out like a thousand pair and for all for charity. Like they're like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. I approached them. I was like, hey, would you guys want to do like a shoe drop? I love shoes. I design it. I don't need any money, but we give the money to you know a hospital. And so we're talking about it, but they're like, yeah, if we do it, it's a couple things got to happen, right? You have to design the shoe. And I'm like, what in the world am I? How do I design a shoe? What do I put on there? I don't know. Your face? I don't. I don't no, no, want no. it to be about <laughs> me. Oh. I don't know. It's something I've been thinking about though. But I do love that idea, right? Mm-hmm. Like doing a, a special shoe. Yeah, that would be I awesome. I wonder if our listeners would buy it. Um, okay, that's what's up. That's a good story. That's what it's all about. That was tell me something good. Coming up in just a little bit, Dan and Shay will be in as part of the Friday morning conversation. Over to Amy now with the morning corny. The morning corny. Why do some couples go to the gym together? Why do some couples go to the gym together? Because they want their relationship to work out. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That was the morning corny. I was reading a story about the number one reason people give for not going to the gym right now is that they don't want to get coronavirus. But over and over, they're saying, hey, supermarkets are much bigger hotspots than a gym could ever be because gyms are so much cleaner now. Like gyms are probably cleaner now than they were pre-coronavirus. Yeah. I was talking to a friend the other day that's going to her gym and she said it's actually amazing. People are so respectful. They wipe everything down. And she's like, I never used to see that before coronavirus. Yeah, and we got to go to the supermarket, and all of that stuff gets moved, switched. People buy it, hands everywhere. You can't keep that clean. Mm. So gotcha. just be careful. Do you ever wear gloves? I was in the beginning, but now I'm not. So either. But I, I carry wash sanitizer and... and try to be aware, but yeah. All right, you guys can call us, 877-77-BOBBY. This is Tammy. Hey, Bobby. I'm trying to find a way to stream you live because in my area, I get hit and miss reception with your show. I'm a new listener. Love, love, love your show. Please let me know. Thanks. Okay, so if it's live, you can listen to us on the iHeart Country channel on iHeart Radio. So you have the iHeart Radio app. It's a fantastic app. Get your music, get your podcast, get your live radio. But you can listen to us live on the iHeart Country channel. If 
We're off the air and you want to hear us. You can listen to the Bobby Bone Show on demand channel on iHeartRadio or you can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. But live, it's the iHeartCountry channel. Good? Got it. Thank you, Tammy, for that nice call, too, and that nice voicemail. Call us anytime, especially voicemails like that. Thank you. Want to get my second corona test last night? How was it? Great. I knew how to do it. I put my head on the back of the car seat. Because what happened before, I leaned forward, and they stick that Q-tip up your nose, and you pull your head back. This time, I just took my head, and I put my head up against the seat and kind of put a little pressure on it. So when they stick it in, you don't go anywhere. Oh, pro tip. So, you know, you learn a lot between your first and second corona test. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a little swab, and then they call me 30 minutes later. They said, hey, uh, results are inconclusive. And I said, what? I said, are you sure? Are you sure that's just not positive, and you want to go retest it before you call and give me the bad news, and you had 30 minutes? And they were like, yeah, we're sure. And so I said, okay, call me back. So I get off my little bike, go down, make a little dinner, have a little chicken wrap. Phone rings again. Hello? And he goes, um, Bobby? I said, yeah. He goes, we have the results. Uh, you're you're negative. And I was like, why would you start with the tone of like, uh, Bobby? There's no need for a sad tone. Mm-hmm. You should call and say, hey, man, guess what? Negative. And maybe he just had to deliver the weirdest tone. Lots of negatives, and he's just I asked feeling him. down. Nope. I, I well, I asked him. I said, hey, is it? Do you like calling and telling people that they're negative, or are you guys like rooting? Because I think they have a couple people to do the calls. I said, do you guys like see who has the most positives throughout the day as a game? Compete. What's well, not okay? Okay. I can see how it could be a fun game, but also not fun. Because Here's the thing. Could... If you're dealing in corona all the time, you're looking for anything, one, to pass the time. Levity. And two, to find a little bit of humor. Sure. Okay. So uh, he was like, no. I was like, all right. <laughs> so he, he liked you. But secretly. He, Maybe. Yeah. But I was negative again, second time. Congrats. I, thank you. I have to get tested every week because of my Nat Geo show. I'll get tested next week here. And then from now on, I get tested every week on set. And if I get it, they shut down production. So that's why I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I go to my house, I come to work, we'll go pick up some food occasionally. But, that's you know, it. I was struggling when we had to go to Caitlin's sister's engagement because I was like, but I couldn't miss that. But it was outside, I didn't get near folks. And then I kind of felt like a loser because I was the antisocial guy. But uh, then you saw Herman Cain yesterday, he died. That's very sad. Super sad. They think he got it at that rally in Tulsa. He signed the waiver, didn't wear a mask, and then he died. I wonder if other people from the rally have tested positive. There was a bump in that in that Tulsa area with coronavirus. Oh, okay. Guys, just wear your masks. I know I'm the guy that tells you to wear your masks. Just wear your masks. Mm-hmm. Unless you're like in Wyoming where I'm going. There's no need for a mask if there's nobody around you, by the way. I'm also not the person that's going, just wear a mask, period. If there's nobody around you, why you got to wear a mask? Like if you're on a walk and you're relatively by yourself. I just mean if you're indoors and there are folks around or if you're outdoors and there are folks super close, wear Wear a mask. mask. I'm a proponent for wearing a mask anyway. I was wearing a mask on airplanes before. It was cool. And it doesn't matter what your political party is. If you're feeling convicted about that, just wear the mask. Oh, I didn't even think about politics there. No, because that's what... That's what I've seen online as it turns into. And I'm like, don't even think about that. If you feel like somehow you're disrespecting your party (laughs) by doing either or whatever, like just wear the mask. It's fine. Nobody's going to think differently of you. And the ones that do, you you don't really should care what they think anyways. (laughs) Right? Political. It just never pops in my mind. Me neither. But I I see it online when, oh no, because when I post about it, 
people send me mean notes. Uh, people post mean stuff on my Instagram. I go to their house now. Oh, really? Yeah. And do what? Don't worry about it. Let's keep that secret. <laughs> okay. The Friday Morning Conversation with Dan and Shay. They're here today. Have you guys been going many places at all? Or is this like the first stop in a while? This is like the first time I left the house. I told Abby I was leaving. She's like, where, where are you going? I was like, I was go- I'm going to Music Row. We're, we're rocking. We're hanging on the Bobby Bones show. She's like, well, you haven't left in a while. I kind of made her a promise. I was like, I'm kind of never going to leave the house ever again. Even if things get back to normal, it's like, <laughs> we'll do shows it. and then I'm just posting up. It's kind of nice. This new song you guys put out today, did you did you guys uh, write this during quarantine or was this a pre-song? Kind of both. We actually started it in LA during Grammy week. We had like a few hours. We ended up going to a studio and writing with a couple buddies. And when we got back, you know, obviously like all the craziness kind of happened and when we knew we were healthy, we ended up, you know, getting back together, and uh, we were just sitting around at Dan's house, kind of jamming on piano, and ended up kind of finishing it right there uh, on the spot. Yeah, we, we were we just playing. Uh, we didn't have the song finished. We had like yeah. a verse and a chorus, and then he starts going off on crazy vocals. I was like, "Hold up, we're recording that right now." Went upstairs. I don't have a studio, but I've got a mattress leaning against the wall and like dog blankets all over the floor. <laughs> it, it, it suffices. It's DIY. So we tracked it in like right then and there, and uh, yeah, that's what you hear. Did you do all the product? Did you do the producing on this song? Yeah, you, you're, you're the guy. You sat down and you did all the little levels for better and- or for worse. Yeah, wow. I mean, it was. I mean, we didn't have when we were making the record. We didn't have access to big studios or musicians here in town. It was like, all right, plug it in a bass. Got to get it done. And you probably don't want to hear some of those raw takes, but you know, thank God for Pro Tools, <laughs> we can make it happen. Do you guys take a lot of pride in the teases leading up to these songs? Because you, you guys do the best at it. It's everything to me. I like it better than releasing actual songs. Uh, like, I, I love making teasers, especially when I go in, like, do sound design. It feels like it's like scoring a movie or something like that. Love the teaser game. I'm going to play the song. You guys going to hang out for a little bit. But give me, like, the, the nerdy music answer. Like, I'm just going to say, tell me about the song. But how did you get the concept of the song? Uh, how long did it take for you to, to, to have it? How long have you held it? private from everybody give me all that answer we kind of had i don't think the label even like no one really knew we were working on music dan and i just kind of text each other but i think uh you know when we started kind of getting in there it kind of fell out you know on the piano whenever we were just kind of going off and, and doing that whole deal but uh so okay, hold was, on. stop right there then yeah play, someone's on piano yeah so dan was on piano clank 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 doing it and then what do you do though when he's on piano well i had like a I was sitting down just like this and i was like what about this actually i was standing up he was working on the tiktok dance it was like a <laughs> yeah. whole thing somebody was holding a pair of pants and he jumps into them yeah we're we're thinking 10 steps ahead. Yeah, I was thinking TikTok dance. But no, we, I just kind of started singing, and it was really fun because I feel like, you know, we were in tour mode, and being able to kind of, you know, have that, uh, you know, swept out from under us uh, and kind of taken away, we were able to really focus on the music. And when we got back together after kind of having, you know, not even being able to see each other for so long, we got in that room, and there was kind of the initial magic that we had at the beginning of starting to write, and it was just that excitement of, like, creating something again, you know? So we just kind of started... I started spitting out some some things, random lyrics and, and melodies, and we're just like, this this is it, man. And uh, it, you know, we didn't even do like a. There's no third course really, and it was just kind of that moment of, this this could work. This is really cool. When did the par? I should probably go to. When does that come out in the the, the actual song when you guys are writing it? That was at the first. Yeah, first the out. hook. We we had the hook. You know, it was in my phone for a long time, and we jumped. You know, we jumped into that pretty quickly. We knew like, you know, we wrote that chorus. Styled that, got the verses, got kind of the storyline, but never got to finish it. We had to leave the session to go somewhere else, and we sat on it for a little while, but we always sang it at sound check and stuff. Yeah. We knew it was a cool vibe. It's a reoccurring then, vibe we'd play all the time. For, people were like, what is that song? For we're sure. Like, no we, our crew was texting, like, what's that song? You got, we're like, I don't know. It's not done yet. So, yeah, 
we got quarantine to thank that we, uh, we were able to finish this one. I mean, we went super in on it. We took a crazy left turn at the end of the song. And I don't know, it's been, obviously it sucks not being able to be on the road. You know, we were so hyped up for this tour and then the rug got pulled out from under us and from every touring artist in the world. But, uh, you know, it allowed us to take the time to really focus on records. Like Shay was saying, dial it back to how we got together in the first place, just writing songs and not having someone breathing down our necks saying, we got to turn something in, we got to crank it out quickly. It was like, we got all the time in the world, man. I don't, you know, we're not going to be able to tour the rest of this year. So all we've got to focus on is music. Your fists hurt. Yeah. Well, from, Dan's from all, this is also his, <laughs> from knocking down <laughs> from, all those walls. Yeah, for, this is Dan's dream, by the way, because he would probably spent three weeks on like the kick drum sound at the end. Like he's just dialing in. Are like, you hey, that what guy? are you working on this oh, week? Oh, yes. Yes. He's that guy for sure. For better. Yeah. It's not, it's not great. <laughs> it's uh, I, I focus on things that probably no one would ever hear, nor do they even matter. I don't know. It's just for personal satisfaction to satisfy my OCD. I don't know why I do it. Shay, are you like that with vocals? You know, Dan Dan does it for me, honestly. I, by the time, you know, he kind of, we obviously do like a million different takes, and uh, by the time I hear it and he's kind of picked, you know, his favorite, it's usually pretty dialed in, and I'm like, all right, that's, yeah, that's great. So he does, he makes me sound good. So It doesn't I, take I just much. go in there and sing. So Amy, Dan's wife, Abby, my girlfriend, we're all on a walk. Yes, a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. And so Caitlin comes home. <laughs> and she goes, hey, uh, saw Dan running. And I was like, yeah. He goes, he had a pink scrunchie in his hair. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, called me out. Oh, I, I guess the pink scrunchie's <laughs> legit. You're lucky I'm not wearing it right now. I, yeah. I, almost, I yeah. almost did. I had it on the Peloton this morning trying to compete with you, Mr. Peloton. I no, can't hang. I can't, I can't. hang. I did get my personal record the other day, not to change the subject. That's exciting though, right? I, I was flipping out. I screenshotted it, airdropped it to Abby. I was like, you got to have this. You know, this is like, this is a special moment. It's so rewarding when you get it. <laughs> when you know you're getting close, like you push it real hard at the end, but you're only punishing yourself because I'm like, you know, maxing out in like the last 60 seconds when you're supposed to be cooling down, trying to like really, really blow it out on the personal record. And then the next time I try to get it, I'm not even close. And then you're disappointed with yourself. What's your pers- What's your highest? Well, we're gonna come back to the pink scrunchie, so you can walk me away from <laughs> it. No, 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 pink no, no, no. Walked, walked around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. around it. Uh, that's amazing. On a Thirty-minute that ride, I've gotten close to 500 before. Okay, I got like 453. I felt good about it. it really I good. on my best though, I rode so hard, I started peeing blood oh after. <laughs> so I thought, I, like, I thought you were like deering, like you're just like I can't stop it. Well, I got off and I said, like, man, I really got to pee. Yeah, I think yeah. I did like 480 or something. Yeah, and I I get geez. off and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm peeing blood, and you could, and it's scary. Yeah. So I call the doctor and he's like, uh, were you doing anything uh, a little harder than you normally do it? And I was like, well, I was trying to set a personal record on a Peloton, and that's the most important thing in the world to me. And he goes, okay. <laughs> Relax. He goes, relax, Lance Armstrong. Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, like 480 is absolutely unheard of. That's I got 450 and like I was going max capacity. I mean, I it was You're like being near too 50. nice. No, I swear it's it's it's, it's hard I'm to break on the Peloton game a little bit, but I don't even know what I haven't even gotten to that level. Like I'm probably like I probably gotten to like 50 maybe. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but that seems like a good like what you guys are talking about. I haven't. I'm with I haven't you, Shay. Yeah, and like, like, who wants to beat a personal that. record? Me, I, I get embarrassed that people will see my score oh, and I don't stop. live up to what I'm supposed the to live up to. The fact that you have a personal record, like I haven't even gotten that far. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I like to. I don't like to set limits on myself. You know, what I mean, like 50 was pretty good because if that was if 20 was my limit, mm. I'm killing it. I'm absolutely killing it. So, do you it. have your uh, set list of the tour when it was canceled on your phone? Do you have the set list that would? I'm sure I do. I probably got it by memory right yeah, now. What, what was the first? What'd you guys go out to? What was the first song? 10,000 hours. Oh, oh man, they, they, just, they just lit up. Didn't just, it? Came, just came out with the heater, you know. Coming. 
<laughs> so is that what you want to do when you guys start your set? You want to hit them hard with the big one? You have yeah. to. You have to. We did it in an interesting way. We had like a super dramatic two minute, like the teaser kind of thing. Like I spent weeks doing sound design. It sounded like I was scoring a Christopher Nolan movie or something. <laughs> Just like absolutely obnoxious. Yeah, we had a, I don't want to reveal too much because like we went so in. We're take probably going to use the same production oh, yeah. again on, when we come back. When we tour again, 2025, it's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> what was the, uh, the encore and would you do it anyway? Because once... The Fray was doing a show, and I'll let you answer it. But the Fray was doing a show, and I was at the show, and I was on the side. And they went out and they played, and you know, you remember the Fray? Of yeah, course, yeah. Okay. yeah. So they played, and they came out, and the crowd was chanting, "We want more!" And they listened. They're like, "Man, eh, they're not yelling loud enough." They just went home. They just got on the bus and left. <laughs> Unreal. That's such a. That's such a. I don't even know if it's a power play. It's just kind of rude. You well, come there. I watched them do it. I was like, "Oh, really? They're listening to the crowd. That's great." Yeah. Yeah. Would you guys ever not go out for an encore? Or was it always just scheduled in? It was scheduled. It was scheduled. By, by time. We were doing like, I mean, I think we ended with tequila. We're like, we're not gonna not go back and play oh, tequila, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So we, we would always kind of plan it. But if, it, what if my thing is, is what if you schedule an encore, but then nobody's really people like cheering leave. for it? They're like, no, no, we've <laughs> had enough. <laughs> no, we get it. There's like, oh, audibles on the fly. We're good. Like at you random have? festivals or something, we done that it won't be going off. Go. I'll be like, yeah. yo, yeah, no encore tonight. Just like jump right into tequila. When you guys went on the Elmo talk show, that was so cool. That was honest. That was a like a dream. Yeah. And Big honestly, moment. probably like the... Maybe the funnest thing we've ever shot and the coolest thing that we've ever got to like, as far as like TV shows go, that was, I mean, everybody was so sweet and it was so different where like, you know, Elmo is obviously a very famous character, you know, but you don't have, like when you go on like Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel, like those guys are superstars already. And obviously Elmo is too, but then there's a guy playing Elmo who like, if you didn't know who that was, you wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, that's the guy who played Elmo, like on the street. You wouldn't really know him. So, like everybody was just so sweet. And, and Jimmy found Jimmy Coates. Not they don't have egos either. But like it was very interesting where it was like all these really famous, you know, people and characters and the people playing them. You know, you, I, I've never I didn't know what they look like, and you know, it was a really cool kind of moment to be able to do that. The guy that's running Elmo, as you're doing the Elmo talk show, is he also doing the voice or is he yeah. just doing the movement? You actually didn't you do the voice? I did. I actually did. Yeah. You did both. You interviewed no, you. I, he did. I did try to do like an Elmo and friends. Hello, boys and girls. That's pretty solid. That's pretty That's good. My Elmo. Watching that happen, like the puppetry was so crazy. Like the set is built like, you know, halfway up their bodies. So yeah. they're holding the stuff like above so that their heads are underneath. They're the thing. above them? Yeah. Yeah. With screens down below. It's insane to watch. I mean, they're like, they got to have like. They're, the ha- well, the, the arms are problems. hanging. Oh, they have strings on their hands. No, their the, puppet, the puppets, they're, they're underneath. The puppets are above. So like okay. everything, they're like yeah, underneath, yeah. like the stage is set up. And so everything that you see, like they're standing up and they're doing it, like even the band and everything that they so have So it's up like there. they're standing in the basement. Yes. Yeah. And the puppet is on ground level yep. and they're yep. working the puppet that way. It's crazy. It was they're one of the most the impressive screen. things I've ever seen. Like whenever you're watching them, they're doing the voices and then some of them are like moving the, their arms and like playing the drums and doing all this stuff. It was very, very impressive. But he actually, they were, the guy was really sweet. He made a video for, I think for my little boy, and I think it made one for Abby and Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like making these videos like from Elmo. Like who has a video from Elmo on their phone, you know? Here is I Don't Want to Live on the Moon from Elmo's Not Too Late show. Though I like to look down at the earth from above How and miss all the places and people I love So although I may go, I'll be coming home soon Cause I don't want to live on the moon 
love the version of this song. Thank I love you. this. Is great. It's so Thanks, wholesome, man. right? We played it when you after you guys did the show, and I was like, man, I love this. It's that, a that great, was almost our next single. <laughs> honestly, yeah, it's a great song. It's it's a classic. It's so good. Yeah. We had nothing to do with writing it, but it's amazing. It's a really well. It could be like a country hit. Like it's the songwriting is amazing. There's a couple parts that like you know maybe really get ambitious, but it's really good. <laughs> well, like you know your fishes, uh, friends, you know. Yeah. Some of the lyrical hear, changes. You hear the lions make. roar. Yeah. Are I don't you know, guys? Deep. I'm gonna ask a question. All your diehards, because you guys do super serve your 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 fans. Yeah. As well, if not better than any artist I've ever seen. Like you, your priority is your fans first and foremost. Um, what's happening with like the whole project? Are you guys announcing anything? What's going on? Just one song? I brought it here with me today, Bobby. <laughs> Pull out a, a physical copy. No, it's a, it's, a, uh, it's a process, man. We like to focus on quality, I guess, over quantity, and we go so in on each song. I mean, there's just like, it's not only just making the song, writing it, recording it, you know, mixing it, whatever. It's like the branding, flipping the socials, doing all the teasers, all that stuff, making a video. It's just like, we go all in. It's like a full 360 thing. So it's, uh, I think once we get this, you know, launched and a few weeks into the cycle, then, then we'll dig back in. We got a lot of amazing stuff that we started writing before quarantine, but, you know, this moment will allow us to really dig in. And I don't know, I, I feel like tequila, speechless, you know, 10,000 hours, that stuff kind of sets the bar. So we got to put that much focus and effort into everything else that we do. It's, you know, our fans are home. They deserve it. We can't go on tour, so there's no excuse. Yeah. Let's play Dan and Shay Urban Legends while you're here. I'm going to read you guys <laughs> Urban Legends. We found out about you online. Uh-oh. And you can't believe everything you read on the internet. About yeah. you, about me, about anybody. Yeah. Uh, so I want to ask you guys if uh, these are true or not. Uh, here we go. I'm so nervous. Right They're now. all true. <laughs> Dan and Shay Urban Legends. <laughs> the first song you ever wrote together got put on hold for Rascal Flatts. Yeah, that is true. It's true. The that first, true. Song, like out of the box, you wrote one together, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, we'll, we'd like to hold that one. Yeah. I think Jesse Frazier, we, we were writing it at Major Bob, where he was working yeah. Publishing House on Music Row. He bet us $10 that it would get put on hold, and that, like, I don't know if he ever paid up, but $10 yeah, was life changing for us back then. I'll still yeah. take 10 I mean, if I can win still a $10 bet, I will be very, very happy. Yeah. But that was, yeah, that's true. Urban legend. Shake and hit a note so high, he has shattered glass. You know. I don't, I don't want to say it publicly, you know, to ruin it, but, you know. Honestly, I, I kid you not, the room we recorded, I should probably go to bed in, the window is shattered. It might just be because there was some was negligence old. in the building of the house or something. I don't know. Or I don't it know got what, robbed the night before. I, I don't know what yeah. happened, but the window is shattered right by, or we have a mattress leaning against it when we were singing. So, yes, the window is shattered where we recorded yeah. this song. Is that I, even possible, though, that someone can sing so high they can shatter a glass? I don't know. You tell me, Bobby. No, I don't no. know. I'm. You tell okay, me. Okay, so that one's not right. true. That was probably yeah. not true. Uh, Urban legend. Is it true you've showed up at fans' weddings and performed for them? It's true. true. Wow. Justin yep. Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we've showed you up should. at other fans' weddings. We did sing at the Biebs' wedding, though. It was crazy. Yeah. But we have showed up, and that was that was a that's the scariest thing I think we've ever done, honestly, because we've heard like there's been times like from their parents, like we've heard like you know, they're huge fans, and you don't just crash somebody's wedding. Unless they're like super fans, you know what I mean? Like that's a terrifying moment of like, ah, and they're like, who is this guy? Like, <laughs> yeah. how hey, listen, dare I've done you that come version of here. it before. That's terrifying. Where they're like, hey, dude. come to the wedding, and I come. Most people are like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like these these guys need to get out of here. Oh, no, All right, no. they're wearing suits. Do you go in with a guitar if you would go in? Would you go in and play? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, this is a weird one. I've never even heard this theory. It's a uh, this one's about Dan. 
Dan, they say there's no record of you before 2012. Is it? Hold on. Here's why. Is it true Dan was part of the witness protection program and was relocated to Nashville where he started Dan and Shay because there is no record of him at all before 2012? Can't speak to that. Okay. Can't speak to that. Yeah, no comment. There's not a lot on you oh before 2012 online. DL. Got it wiped clean. Okay. So, yeah, we don't talk about that, Bob. You should probably yeah. can't air this, actually. Yeah. This isn't even legal. <laughs> We're gonna have to t- we'll have a talk. We'll have a uh, talk. True or false? Is it true you guys got so much tequila because of the song Tequila that you re-gift bottles to family and friends nonstop? Uh, what? It's re-gifting. A- I mean, re-gifting isn't something that we <laughs> do. Bobby, they but don't re-gift. I actually yeah. did re-gift. Well, I had four bottles of 1942, which for anybody who drinks tequila is very expensive. Like, I, I don't think I've ever paid for a bottle myself because I would just not be able to do that. That's like 150 bucks. It's very expensive. But I had like a couple bottles in the closet and, I, and we brought out this band called the Band Camino on our arena tour to kick off the tour, gave them each a bottle and they were like, oh, how <laughs> generous, <laughs> man. You guys <laughs> spent 600 bucks <laughs> on this tequila. Nah. Those guys are so generous. Even though it says like, congrats on your Grammy nomination, Dan and Shay. <laughs> yeah, all, that's <laughs> the worst part is that you can't re-gift some of them because they're like specific, like congrats on, so- Dan and Shay, congrats on selling out this thing. And you're like, wow, thanks a lot, dude. It's like you can't ever sell like this watch like Darius Rucker gave us this watch, and it says "Good for a Good Time" tour on the back. Can't sell it. Now. Or can you yeah. sell it for more? I probably could, but he yeah. would know about it immediately. Well, so, listen, yeah. I always love having you here. You put out another one, and we'll see you guys uh, soon. We I missed hope. you, man. It's good to see you in in person. This is like the first human interaction that I've had in a while. So, Aww. yeah. <laughs> Stop crying. <laughs> Thank you so much. I just oh. missed. Touch. I missed you guys. All right. Well, let's. We'll, we'll let you guys get out of here now. Dan and Shay. It's time for the good news with Bobby. Tell me something good. Firefighters rescued six dogs from a house that was burning up in Washington D.C. And thanks to their efforts, all the dogs survived. The D.C. fire and EMS was called to the blaze around noon. The temperature outside was hot too. It was 100 degrees. The fire was in the basement of a two-story row house. Four residents got out, but they got there and they were like, hey, uh, there are still dogs in there. So they're like, all right, we're going in. They saved five dogs. A firefighter discovered a six that they weren't even told about that was lying unconscious. And so they did the dog where they put the mask on it, revived the dog. All the dogs are safe. Oh, dogs in breathing masks are like the cutest thing. Did you see our buddy Bobo's dog? What, what happened, happened to him? No, what happened? So he comes on the show. He's, he's um, not just a nurse, an esthetician? A- anesthetist. It's a nurse okay, I think there's a difference in those things, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I think an esthetician is like popping zits or something. Right. Up. He's in the test. No, well, whatever it is, he has it. a job. Anesthetist. His dog all of a sudden couldn't move his back leg, so he had to go to surgery. And get Which one? The little puggy the pug. one or the... Yeah. Okay. Or the canine. That, that dog stuff... I watch a movie and if a hundred humans die, I'm like, oh man, that stinks. But if you heard a dog, oh, no. pause it, pause it. Ugh. Um, great story. Shout out firefighters that are doing that. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right, Dan and Shay have been hanging out, so we brought them back in the studio. Uh, we just did the dance party. They're still here. So we said, why don't you guys come on and uh, play a music game with us? So a long time ago... Dan, you had sent me Shay's isolated vocals on a song. Yeah. And so I just remembered that, and I thought, let's bring them in, and I'm going to give you um, the isolated vocals, right? And all you have to do is tell me the artist. Okay. They're all pretty easy. Okay. All right. Okay, here's number one. Oh, here she comes. Watch Hall out. That's Hall and Oates. That's true. Man Eater. Do you guys know Hall and Oates? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like as people, yeah, we actually know John Oates pretty well. Who lives here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we know John. They've been... 
I've never actually met Daryl no. before, but John, he's really good friends with Espo, our record label president. And so we actually, we went to their show. They played, we watched them at the Ryman. Mm-hmm. And I think we also went to see them at Bridgestone a couple of times. So yeah, they're unbelievable. All right, here's the next one. Let it yeah. play for a little bit. Okay. Here we go. I'm all out of faith. This is how I feel. I'm cold and I am shamed. Natalie Imbruglia. That's correct. Oh, Natalie Imbruglia Torn. Nice. Good. Okay, this one will be pretty easy. Go ahead. Take a look around. Okay, I know I'm it. Lone Star. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Already, star. already home. I'm We're already, already there. there. Already there. Already Love, there. I was a huge Lone Star fan. They didn't just sing Amaze at the Opry Mall and make I a did. CD. I did. This was when I was like 17. I was I was dating this girl, and I I like went to Opry Mills Mall, and they used to have that little booth. You go inside. And at the time, they had speakers <laughs> on the outside, and you like make a CD, right? Yeah, you're making yeah. a CD. I recorded two songs. I did Amazed. And I, I think I did uh, Good Directions by Billy Currington. And I went in there and I did it in like the mall. Where, like people started to like gather. I thought it was a superstar. There was like five people that gathered, but that's still gathering, you know? So, so you looked out at the little, the little trailer and people were out there watching you. Yeah, sing. they're like watching. And like, I mean, I felt like an absolute superstar. I was like, <laughs> things are going well for me. Right <laughs> <laughs> what did the girl think? Yeah, what did she think? I gave it to her and I gave it to her for her birthday. And uh, yeah, you know, things didn't work out. We were, six, we were I was like 16. But yeah. Name this one. Think about it every day. Always, I know you'll be at my show. All the small things. So all those, like, talk me through this, Dan. Turn that up, Raymundo, for a second. Is that his voice with reverb on it? Ray, play from the beginning again. Are those his, the other band members coming in? Like, what are you hearing here? Right there, that's a harmony. So Tom is singing lead there, Tom DeLong, and then I think Mark comes in with a low harmony, like counter melody, but there's a bunch of Tom. There's at least three Tom vocals in there. Yeah. That's you how can you hear all that right there. Yeah, for you sure. You hear that? Yeah. You hear that it's there's three of the same person. Definitely. So Shay, do you ever amazing. go in and, and sing? Because I know... Dan, you and Shay will do har- you'll do it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you ever sing your own harmonies? Mm-hmm. So you'll go. Ah, yeah, go, we'll, ah. we'll stack them sometimes. Sometimes I'll do like a high harmony. Yeah. And then we'll just like while I'm in there, I'll just while we're trying to figure out some harmonies, I'll like you know lay lay some down and just to have like a layer in there. Do you ever we do a high, lot of? You ever sing higher than him or do you sing lower than him most of the time? Me? Yeah. But all, above, all of the yeah. above. Really? Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, uh, name this one. It's like rain. Alanis Morissette. Ironic. See, in this, you can hear like these breaths, right? And I'm, I'm curious as a producer, Dan. Ray, if you'll play that again from the beginning. It's like rain. <gasps> like rain. On your wedding day. It's a free Like right there. Like, would you cut out when, when you guys are producing a song? You're producing a song. And, and Shay's going, ah, ah. I'm so hyper aware of volume on breaths. I clip gain every single breath on a record, and I only leave Shay's lead vocal breaths in there. So if he sings a double and a triple, which I usually do, so I'll put his lead vocal definitely, down the definitely center. Judge Wapner. Judge Wapner. <laughs> yeah. I have no, we have no idea what you're saying right now. It's interesting. I know. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll triple him like on a chorus to make it sound thicker, to you know, give it a little bit of a phase. Like I'll triple him and pan one of them, like the left vocal. I'll pan it like 30 degrees left and the other one 30 degrees right. So it widens it up on the chorus, but I'll cut out like the double and the triple, the breast, because if there's multiple breaths happening and hitting the compressor, it's going to just sound very, very 
Not adults only. It's going to be very amateur. That's what I was thinking. But they, I feel like, too, it, like not having breasts is very weird. You got to have... Really... It's an art to like comp yeah. in natural breathing for a singer. Because we notice it's... when there's not breasts. I remember we were listening to... That's where the, uh, the Hot Girl <laughs> yeah. Bummer Challenge came from. We started doing the... I say we started doing it. We did it one night when we were in L.A. And it was... Uh, when <laughs> you listen bear. to Hot Girl Bummer, there was like this by Black Bear. His whole... like When he starts in, there's no breaths for like a minute and a half. And you can hear it. And he definitely didn't like do that live, you know, in the studio, obviously. But there was no breaths. No. And I was like, this is unbelievable. I noticed it. So, like, we it's like a minute, 30 seconds. It's almost So then we like, did impossible. the Hot Girl Bummer Challenge where I tried to actually do it live and we did it. It's a pretty big deal. So you didn't, so that I means you win a minute and whatever It was a long no time. Yeah. It was either one minute or like 30 minutes. Like it was one, yeah, it was one of those. 30, yeah. Probably 30. I don't yeah. know. Okay. Here's tequila, though. I want to see if I hear a breath in this. When I taste tequila, baby, I do. I still see I heard but it. that's just one of the breaths, and there's 30 degrees other and way on the other breath. And they pan 19 ways times then, six. I heard that. Deliver and I hear three shades. <laughs> well, I was. We have no idea. They were all present. But we're very present. impressed. Like I yeah. actually, yeah, we don't. I I don't understand, but something about it is very. Or maybe it's just the way I can you tell talk when artists it. or when a record like doesn't do like good editing on the record, and I can hear it if they leave the background vocal. Sometimes Sometimes it's intentional. If it's a duet or something like that, you want it to sound like two singers naturally singing. So there's like natural flam, which is when vocals are offset from each other and you can hear both of them existing. But if you're trying to make it tight, like it's all one voice, then you got to chop out the breaths on the background vocals. Oh. It's weird this has been our masterclass. Thanks for tuning well, in. Yeah, I know. Like I when like I that. listen to radio shows or I listen to podcasts, I can tell by the quality of mic they're using if they're in yeah. the same room. Uh-huh. I can tell sometimes what processor they're using just because like I'm really in I'm every day yeah. I'm in this oh, yeah. I can tell like if I'm listening to ESPN radio they're like hey we're doing the show I can tell they're in two different cities they never have to address it but I can just hear it in my ears yep. the, yeah. but an average listener wouldn't maybe right. hear it yeah. yeah they will now after watching this you know <laughs> You're gonna really take a deep dive. Uh, okay, well that's that's the game. Hey, that was a pretty cool little lesson. I appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, I got you anytime, anytime. It's and probably. I'm gonna go back and slow it down. Let's do it again. Learn. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I'll send you a session. I'll send you a screenshot. It's absolutely. We got madness. pretty obsessed with. Uh, I got like you know the chipmunk vocals. Like you know how like the chipmunks have like the albums they put them out and stuff. I like mentioned to Dan that I love that. We're like it would be pretty funny if like there was a version of our song. Yeah, chipmunk but, version. So and what they was. do is that they you, you know this, right? They sing it really yeah. slow, so they can speed it up more so than they sing normal and speed it up. Because that's why it sounds. If you sing it normal, it sounds like a little ridiculous. But if you do like they sing it like real slow and they speed it up, it sounds unreal. You love the chipmunks. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. When of When you found out that was the highlight of our career, when you found out we had a chipmunk song. Yeah, they had done one of our like. A, there's like a bunch on YouTube. I was so stoked. Like Alvin and Simon. Yeah. Well, I know, but it was a guy. <laughs> it was like, I don't know who it was. It was like... It was Dave. Yeah, it was this, Yeah, so it was a pretty weird account. I wouldn't take a deep dive on it. Okay. It was like pretty strange. It's like might be on the dark web. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. Listen, they've been here for an hour. Ball. We got to let them go. Uh, Dan and Shay, new music out today. Uh, always fun to talk to you guys, and uh, we'll see you soon. All right? Thanks, Matt. All Good right. to see you guys. There they are. Dan and Shay, everybody. <laughs> Most parents think they already know what their kids will be when they grow up. Back oh, in, they do. Back in the day, our parents didn't know what we wanted to be. Mm-mm. They didn't push us, or they did, but they didn't really have any control over it. But now they say parents pretty much just know. What will your kids be, Amy? Go. <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea. So Shira wants to be a doctor slash actress. Nice. I could see her doing either or. I've encouraged her to play a doctor on TV. <laughs> 
Two Birds, One Stone. Stevenson might, it will be a DJ. Like a music DJ? Yeah. He loves that. He loves Alexa and picking songs and playing music. And he always wants to say, says, hey, mom, can I make you, can I play you a playlist? Have you thought about getting him like a little record scratcher, like turntables? No, but that would be a good idea, huh? Does he still play drums? No. He quit? No, well, we quit going to drum lessons. And so we're not really pursuing that anymore. He hasn't said, oh, man, I really miss drums. So I'm like, okay, we won't have to do that anymore. Is she still playing an instrument? No, but she has the keyboard in her room, and she wants to keep it in there. But we moved from where we were taking lessons, and I'm not going to drive them that far. So maybe if we find a place over nearby. Parents today don't have the same dreams for their children as previous generations. Where back in the day it was... All right, we want to be a doctor or a lawyer. Now they're like, hey, just go out and do whatever makes you feel good. Yeah. Hmm. I'm down with that. What did you, I mean, did you have any insight from your grandma or your mom of like, hey, we see you being this? No, they were disappointed I got into this field. Oh, really? Yeah, they were like, you should be a doctor. You're the smart one. Oh, well, so there you go. And so I was like, no, I'm going to go make $6, $7 an hour working three a- at 3 a.m., talking over song intros for 12 seconds and struggle. Mm-hmm. They were so disappointed in me. And I was like, trust me, the, if the worst thing that can happen is I'm super satisfied with what I'm doing and still broke, I'm good. I know how to be broke. Yeah. If the worst thing that happens is I love my job and I'm getting by, great. That's the worst case scenario. In the end, it worked out. They would be so proud of you. I think so. Right? Oh, no, I know so. My grandma never got to see me have any success. My mom got to see it a little bit, mm-hmm. just a little bit. She got, One of her last things was whenever we were in Austin, I got to go on uh, and host Kel- with Kelly Ripa. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. so She watched you. I was so proud. That was one of, the last, one of the last things. But I was never on the radio in Arkansas, really, until after my mom died. So she would just know about what was going on, but never actually got to hear it. Maybe at the very, very end. But yeah, it was never really a thing. But yeah, no, nobody was really like that. You should do this. Um, so th- there's that. I do have, if we want to play this game, the food feud this week. I do have our two things here. See the food feud? Yep. I have them with me here. All right, let's go. Hit the food, food feud. It's hard to say. The Bobby Bones Show. Food feud. Right. Every Friday, we put two famous food rivals in a head-to-head competition where we determine once and for all which food is the best. And which food needs to be put to rest? Today it's the battle of frozen treats. It's ice cream. I have them both in my hand right now. In the red corner, they're made with real ice cream mixed with candy and cookie pieces all mixed up. Everything from Oreo, M&M's, Butterfinger. From the restaurant known for its use of car hops who sometimes zoom by on roller skates with your food. A small one with Oreo, which is what I have here, will run you about 900 calories. Give it up for the Sonic Blast! Woo! Did I take a bite that? out of this one? No, no, no one did, no. Oh, is this where the spoon was? That's where the spoon was. Yeah, you're good. All right. <laughs> Introduced in 1985 from the blue corner, it was a big step forward in ice cream shop innovation. They've been made famous by blending popular Sundays, their signature soft serve. It's so thick, they can hold it upside down out the window. A small one with Oreo will run you about 620 calories. It's the DQ Blizzard. Yeah. All right, Sonic Blast versus DQ Blizzard. Lunchbox, 
You're going first. Man, as a kid, every Sunday night, the DQ Blizzard on Sundays was 99 cents. I would beg my parents to take me. Once every two months, they would, and they would hang it out side down out the window. My sister did it one time. It dropped right in her lap. Now the blast at Sonic. We would ride our bikes down to Sonic to get it. But guys, this is hands down. The DQ Blizzard is a home run winner. Give me the Blizzard. Wow. One vote for DQ. Morgan, number two. No competition for me. It's a DQ blizzard all wow. the way, baby. Wow. Two blizzards. We may have a runaway here. I'll go next. Just because I love Sonic so much. I go all the time. And I'll get one of these occasionally. Exactly. This is Caitlin's exact order, too. I'm going with the Sonic Blast. Amy? Oh, it's so easy. It's the blizzard. No question. Like, right when you held them up, yeah, I thought, over. how is this even a competition? Eddie, what would you have picked? Oh, Bones, I think you're being really sweet with going the blast, but it's the blizzard. Come no, on, it's, you guys are crazy. <laughs> no, we're not. Right. Yeah. There's your winner. Woo! The blizzard wins. Wow. So, are we eating those or what? I just brought one in for visuals. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you want it? No one's touched it yet. Not yet. I don't even know that I know what a blizzard tastes like. Well, why don't you just do it? Yeah, you'll change your vote. It's like a blast. Like, oh, okay. Mm. No, okay. it's better than a blast, Eddie. There's a blizzard. Mm. It's pretty good. We have a fight too. All right. Okay. Going in for the Sonic Blast. See if my vote changes. Where they put the Oreo on top, though. Well, extra Oreo on top. <laughs> mm. oh. Well. I stand corrected. The Sonic Blast is even better than I thought. Sonic Blast again? <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, boy. That's it. Have a good weekend, everybody. We'll see you Monday. Bye, guys. This is the Bobby Bone Show.